Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency update. Today is Monday, September the 9th, and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to represent you, the people of Cumberland North, as an independent voice in the Nova Scotia Legislature. I work for you, the people. I build on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, and being a servant leader and empowering all people. Together, you and I will build on the strength of our veterans and stand firm with the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and the economy. Together, you and I can strive to embrace our diversity, strive for equity and inclusion, know our history, and celebrate the arts and culture of all of our people. Last week in politics, I did not record a weekly update for CFTA and my weekly podcast because I had laryngitis. Some of you that listen to me regularly may hear it still in my voice a little bit today. I literally had no voice for two days, which was a change for me and everyone around me. My husband and I both had a viral infection that was affecting our upper respiratory tract and it is certainly hanging on as well. We've both tested and it's not COVID, but I guess it's that time of year when virus illness is starting to go around. So everyone take care of yourselves and we strive to not infect others around us. So today is a big day across the world. Queen Elizabeth II, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, served as Canada's head of state for 70 years and will long be remembered for her outstanding dedication to Canadians and all people of the Commonwealth. Today is the day Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth's funeral is happening in England. Both the federal and provincial governments in Canada declared today a national and provincial holiday. Today I am in Halifax and will be attending the public multi-faith memorial service for Her Majesty the late Queen Elizabeth II. The ceremony that I will be attending today on your behalf for the people of Cumberland North will be held at the Cathedral Church of All Saints at 2 o'clock today. His Honour, the Honourable Arthur J. LeBlanc, the Lieutenant Governor of Nova Scotia, will deliver a eulogy and Premier Tim Houston will give a tribute to the late Queen. The service is live streamed and you can go to my Facebook site if you're interested in watching that. Also, if you have any questions regarding Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's passing, please visit the website for the Lieutenant Governor of Nova Scotia and there is a link for information on the passing of Her Majesty. We do have some very good news to celebrate today in Cumberland County. And that is today is the opening day for an interim dialysis unit at Cumberland Regional. For the first time, many of our own patients will be able to receive dialysis at home at our Cumberland Regional Hospital. This has been a dream for patients and their families for decades. People who have been traveling three times a week to Moncton for weeks, months, and some years on end. Back in 2017, soon after I was elected, I was visited by Sharon Gould. Many of you listening know Sharon and know that many in her family have 
suffered with kidney disease and have had to go through dialysis and or kidney transplants. Sharon has advocated for having a dialysis unit at Cumberland Regional for years. After Sharon and I met back in 2017, my very first meeting in Halifax as MLA for Cumberland North was with health leaders to talk about the need for dialysis unit at Cumberland Regional. So back in December of 2020, when Premier McNeil announced a 12-bed permanent dialysis unit for our regional hospital, there was a lot of celebrating. The 12-bed the dialysis unit is still in the works and is being planned. However, this interim six-bed dialysis unit was placed uh, urgently because the Department of Health in New Brunswick communicated just a few months ago that they were no longer going to be able to provide this service to Nova Scotia patients. I have communicated, though, that I am concerned that local voices were not listened to. In fact, were ignored when the selection of the location of this new interim unit was chosen. It led to the unit being placed in an area that previously housed five acute care medical surgical beds. So I have communicated these current concerns to the Minister of Health, Michelle Thompson, as well as my colleague in neighboring Cumberland South, who is also a cabinet minister, to ensure that the concerns were heard. These concerns were from our medical and nursing staff, and they felt that the interim dialysis unit should have been placed in a different area of our regional hospital, in an area where five acute care beds would not have been closed. When acute care beds are closed, we know that trickle-down effects can be felt throughout the hospital, especially for those who are trying to be admitted through the emergency department and end up waiting longer, often on a stretcher for days. It also impacts our paramedics who are trying to offload patients and return to the community to be able to re respond to emergencies in a timely manner. The three-bed ward and two-bed room have been closed in recent months, that is true, due to nursing staffing shortages. However, the placement of the temporary dialysis unit in this location in the hospital has local healthcare staff fearing that the beds may not reopen. It is critical that these acute care beds be reopened in the future to support access to timely health care for residents of Cumberland County. And I will be continuing to ask the Minister of Health for a timeline of when these five beds will be reopened. Caring for those in the community that cannot care for themselves is a very, very important issue and topic right now. It is hard to sleep at night knowing that there are those in our community that are sleeping outside without a roof over their heads. I have people contacting me every single day concerned and they have a mixture of feelings. Some people have great compassion and worry and fear. Others are angry and they're frustrated and they blame or shame. There's a lot of emotion around seeing someone sleeping on a sidewalk in our own community. A shortage in affordable housing locally has led to a significant increase in the number of people who are unhoused or precariously housed. The term I often use is living unsheltered. I don't really like using the word homeless, but it is in fact 
the term that is used by many. With the winter months approaching and colder weather coming, the risk that individuals could become seriously ill or die as a result of exposure is high. Cornerstone is a local non-for-profit organization that's been focused on trying to reduce homelessness and have been working to get emergency transition beds and some affordable housing units created now for four years. This group of volunteers that formed Cornerstone do have a building now thanks to the Town of Amherst Council. However, due to many factors out of their control, the building, the emergency shelter, will not be ready before the colder weather comes. So last week, actually two weeks ago, I invited numerous community partners to join me for an urgent meeting. At that meeting, everyone agreed we must do everything we can right now to ensure no one dies this winter in our communities from, from exposure. We formed a community task force to work directly with Cornerstone as well as our provincial government. We will work with other partners like the incredible team that work out of the Cumberland YMCA. They're funded through Affordable Housing Nova Scotia and the Department of Community Services for the province, but they've been working out of the Cumberland YMCA now for a few years, and they work to support those living vulnerable in our area. I also will be working with other community partners like the Amherst Police Department, Youth Center, local churches, food bank, downtown businesses, residents, and more. There's many, many people trying to help right now. Some of the information that I can share with you and you can share with others is that we are actively working to secure a temporary location for an emergency shelter to use this winter until Cornerstone has their permanent location ready on Prince Arthur Street. Also, we are actively working to secure a location to have daily warming centers for anyone who's living in our community in energy poverty, meaning they do not have enough money to even put heat on in their homes. So we want to make sure that there is a place, a warming center, that will be available during the day for anyone who needs a safe, warm place to go and have a warm cup of tea or coffee. We are doing community fundraising to help with some of the costs. Details of where to send a donation will be made available by the end of this week. We are gathering sleeping bags, blankets, long underwear to give to those in need now. We have a community lead for this who's contacting specific groups to request help with donations. But if you're listening today and want to help, please contact my office. We are asking everyone to help us remove stigma. We are asking everyone to extend a hand to those in need. Buy someone a coffee, a meal, give them a warm blanket if they need one. Be kind and be loving. I've had some people contact me to ask if they can volunteer. So if you're interested, please send me an email. I will keep you on our list. And as we get more organized, my office or myself, someone will contact you once we get everything in place. And we would love to have your help. Removing the stigma can be easily done by simply thinking of someone you love, someone you love very deeply, and imagine that they are that individual that is currently homeless or living unsheltered in our community. I know that anyone could be in this position. I see it. I see it in my role as MLA, but I also seen it as a registered nurse long before that. Anyone could be in this position if the circumstances warranted it. And every person living unsheltered is someone's daughter, is someone's son. 
In addition to the urgent need of an emergency shelter, there's plenty of work to do to increase housing supply. We need construction, we need renovation, we need empty houses to be used, to be either sold to be used for housing or to be rented. We need to ensure every single person, including those individuals that are currently living unsheltered, has access to a family physician. We need to ensure mental illness can be diagnosed and treated adequately. And we also need to have improved access to supports for those struggling with addictions and more. I am committed, along with many others, to continue to work together as a community to ensure that not one person dies this winter from not having a warm place to lie their head. Let us each look to ourselves, to our own families, and seek ways to help. I am asking the community to come forward and help me and help others today. Although I do have a commitment from government to help, we cannot look to others to fix this. We have to do it. These are our people. This is our community. And one common thing that I hear people saying and that I see comments on social media is that the individuals that are living unsheltered in our communities are not from our communities. And this is simply not true. There are some people who have come from Halifax, but they have come back home because Halifax has said, we do not have space in our shelters here. So they're sending them back to Cumberland County from where they came from. So please know that these are our people. This is our community and we have to fix this. And we need to help everyone that is in need. On that note, another topic I wanted to bring up today is the cost of living, the rising cost of inflation, and potentially the increasing Nova Scotia power rates. Many Nova Scotians are barely getting by financially and the threat of rising electricity rates has many people upset. The Utility and Review Board started hearings last week that are expected to take a month to deal with Nova Scotia Power's request for increase of power rates by 11.6%. If you're interested in learning more about this, please go online to, to the Utility and Review Board site and you can actually listen to the live hearings on this important issue. And the hearings are expected to take approximately a month. Over the last two weeks in politics, I performed many duties as your MLA, including but not limited to advocating for excellence in healthcare services. I'm contacted every day by different people sharing with me their experiences. Some of them are very positive, some of them are very negative. And my role as MLA, my role as a registered nurse now for 31 years, and just my passion as an individual is for improved and excellence in healthcare. And I know we can achieve that. So if you have a good story to share, please do so. If you have an experience that was not good, that it was not professional, please also share that with me. We must strive to do better and we must do everything we can to create excellence in healthcare services here in Nova Scotia, through the Maritimes and all of Canada. I also advocated for recruitment of more physicians and nurses. That's an ongoing, ongoing issue. Advocating for education for some students who require special accommodations. And now that school is back in, this is becoming uh, more of a, a topic that I'm seeing. 
Daycare services are needed in the Pugwash area, advocating for that. Also assisting victims of sexual assault. And if you know of anyone who has been a victim of sexual assault, please encourage them to seek help. If they're not comfortable going towards going to law enforcement, there are support services available, counselors available. And if you need any phone numbers or contact information, I have that right at my office. Also, of course, I would encourage anyone who has been a victim to go to law enforcement, whether it's the town of Amherst Police or RCMP here in Cumberland County. It is important that sexual assault stops and it's important that it is reported and charges are laid in when these things happen. Also, I've advocated for road work, worked with people regarding workers' compensation board issues, signing notary of public documents, working on some forestry projects, um, energy, cost of living and inflation, promoting businesses and supporting entrepreneurs, and so much more. I wanted to talk for a moment today about needed road work and Trunk 6 is still in desperate repair and that is the road between Amherst and uh, Shinnemacass. So I've been clearly communicating this to Public Works over the last two years. It is uh, something I communicate with people every single week, both at the department level as well as local levels. And I just want to assure every everyone listening that is aware of that road that this is high on my agenda and I continue to advocate for that work to be done. There's many roads that I hear from and communicate to Public Works for the, the road work that's needed, but one road that has a lot of people upset is the Abateau Road. This road's actually been out for a long time, all last winter, and we were told it was going to be fixed in July, then August, and it's still not done. So I just wanted to give an update today that I have requested um, an updated date of when the Abateau Road is to be completed and we'll share that as soon as I receive it. This week in politics, I'm starting to prepare for the first session of the 64th General Assembly, which will resume on Thursday, October the 13th at 1 p.m. I am pleased to have hired a new legislative staff to assist with the work to prepare for the fall session of the legislature and looking forward to being back in the legislature and being your independent voice for the people of Cumberland North. I am in Halifax today. I'll be in Amherst and Pugwash offices tomorrow and Wednesday, and then traveling to St. John, New Brunswick on Thursday and Friday for a symposium on addictions. I wanted to share with everyone about a community event that's happening this week in Malagash. Malagash Community uh, Hall, as well as the museum, are holding a yard sale and a bake sale this Saturday. The bake sale items sound very delicious. The shed that they have there is stuffed, so it's going to be a mega yard sale, they're telling me. All items are free, and they're just asking for generous donations, and the donations will all support the operation of the museum, as well as future community social events. They have a great community group there that are running both the community hall as well as the museum and I encourage everyone that's able to 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 go at and attend and support the Malagash event. You may want to plan a family day of it and visit the Malagash Cidery and Apple Orchard and pick some of your own apples in Malagash. 
This week, I would like to wish anyone celebrating a birthday or anniversary a special, special day. And I do want to make special mention of a woman named Mary Lewis, whose birthday was last Monday. Uh, but since I wasn't able to speak and do my MLA update, I missed being able to wish Mary Lewis a very special birthday last week. So I wanted to mention her today. Mary worked for me when I had the Amherst Family Health Clinic. She worked as medical secretary there uh, in the Amherst Family Health Clinic for a few years. And she, I know she's worked at other physicians' offices in town as well. So many of you listening probably know Mary. She's a lovely lady. And I hope, Mary, that you had a great birthday last week and a wonderful year ahead. I also today would like to wish a special birthday wish to Jeffrey Cormier, as well as John Dickey. And that's John is one of the owners of Dickey Meats in Leicester. So happy birthday, John. Tomorrow on the 20th, Mr. Ed Hannigan, as well as Wayne McKenzie are celebrating birthdays. On Wednesday, Allison Lair and Laura Farrow, two amazing women in our communities. Thursday on the 22nd, Brenda Ryu and Mary McKenzie. On Friday the 23rd, Wayne Reed and Nicole Schrader. And on Saturday the 24th, Elsie Peterson, dear Elsie, and Nancy Dara are both celebrating birthdays. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who may have lost a loved one recently, including the families of Linda Catherine Burke, Kevin Robert Blankhorn, Mary Lou LeBlanc Greeno, Donald Sherman Ripley, Carrie Ann Davidson, Gerald Joseph Arsenault, Kenneth Edward Lawrence, Jeff Gauchi, dear Jeff, Jeffrey Croft, Reverend Colburn, and Pauline Glenn. And if there's anyone else that you know that has passed recently, I would like to send you my condolences as your MLA for Cumberland North. I would like to say thank you to everyone at CFTA 107.9. The team there is such an incredible team. And I want to say thank you to everyone for providing me with this opportunity to share with you my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Everyone, please take care of yourselves, take care of others, and remember to live fearlessly and live your best life. Have a great week, everyone.